Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to an exciting new episode of The Set, where we talk about pretty much everything. We're going to keep it a buck, man. It's been some crazy stuff going on here um, in the news um, as far as these comedians and these journalists and man i mean sneakers also but it yeah it's been some crazy stuff going on man and if you're tuning in for episode two and you checked out episode one i greatly appreciate it man um because again we just trying to uh touch on a few things man i know everybody um who's anybody or claim to be anybody has a podcast to speak uh their said minds these days so let's get at it man number one let's get off into Stephen a smith and jason whitlock man this just happened overnight um Stephen a smith put out a tweet uh or something talking about he about to go in on the fat bastard and I'm dumb, right? Because I ain't really paying attention to that. I mean, I watch Stephen A. every day. I wasn't checking for whatever he was talking about. So I asked the question, who was he talking about? Bro, he talking about Jason Whitlock. Why he even giving Jason Whitlock the time of day, I don't know. I'm a nobody that's just speaking my mind, right? Let me not denigrate myself. <laughs> I'm just somebody who's speaking on it, right? But if you've been around for the last 10 years paying attention to the sports landscape, journalism, you know, all of that stuff. And black media when it comes to that or black representation when it comes to sports. um, You got a take on Jason Whitlock. I don't need to say what that take is or what you my really take is. Or what immediately Boston. comes to mind when anybody talks about Jason Whitlock. Um, I don't need to say it because you already know. But he proceeded to go in on Stephen A. Smith and say that he's a plant. What? Now, does he cap a lot? Well, I wouldn't say cap a lot, but at sometimes it does seem like he's um he was talking down on black athletes. But the older I got the more I realized he wasn't talking about them, he was speaking to them to get them to do better. Put down the weed, as he always says. Um, so the older I got and the more that I have respect for Stephen A. Smith. And he went in on his podcast last night. Now, it wasn't Cat Williams level where he went in, but he went in the way a journalist or a professional should quote unquote go in on somebody. He name dropped, which in my opinion, I really in a rebuttal, I really don't think that name dropping is like cool. But in this instance where Jason Whitlock did come at him and try to um 
diminished value of his autobiography and his, you know, him playing for Winston Winston Salem University and all that good stuff. Um, I felt that the name dropping was absolutely necessary when it came to Stephen A. Smith's rebuttal. Now he did use some colorful language by calling him a fat bastard, uh, amongst other things that he so-called. And I don't have a reason to doubt that he actually called his pastor and, you know, apologized prior to. Now, that's respect. Now, whether you need to call your pastor and 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 apologize prior to you saying something as a grown man instead of taking that up with the man up high, that's a different story. But it's mad respect. And he always mentions his pastor. So that that's respect from me. Um, But. His response was eloquently put, minus the colorful words. He brought facts. Um, he got receipts. So where do you fall on this whole Stephen A. Smith, Jason Whitlock debate? Because for me, I don't think Stephen A. Smith need to say nothing else about Jason Whitlock. Like His name shouldn't even be brought up again. And again, he has been taking flack from Jason Whitlock for years and he's never said anything about it. So the fact that he just got to that point. Now whether this is the Cat Williams effect. I don't know. But at some point. If you keep poking the bear. You gonna get it. And I think at this point. Jason Whitlock has. Quote unquote gotten it. So that's it for that man. But I think that. Stephen A. Smith. Should never have to mention Jason Whitlock name again. I'm sure it will come up again, but I don't think he needs to mention Mr. Whitlock again um, just because he already slammed that door on him anyway. So that's it for that, man. I just found that odd while I was, uh, actually, when I, before I went to bed last night, I was checking it out. Um, I just felt that it was odd that Stephen A. Smith finally took the time out to actually, um, refute the claims and put Jason Whitlock in his quote unquote place. Um, so on a lighter note, which is kind of crazy, man, this being, um, the season for CES, it meant, I seen this crazy article that came across yesterday, bruh, and it just absolutely well okay it didn't blow my mind but it was one of those things like why is this the lead for a consumer electronics show like i don't get it but i guess all right this is what it is a norwegian company called odoki right and some of you (laughs) probably are familiar with this company is they made the sex toy handy. Yep, take that the name for what it is. It handy. There you go. Um, they announced a new device this year, and it's called Oh. I ain't putting no sauce on it because you're not finna catch me out here slipping talking about some some O. But that's the name of the device, right? And it's a wireless Bluetooth enabled vibrator. Come on, man. You heard me. It's a Bluetooth-enabled wireless vibrator that uses sonic technology 
for user customized vibrations. That ain't the crazy part. The crazy part is you can pair this up with the handy. Now, this is for these people who are in long distance relationships, according to Odoki. That your partner can control the device wherever they are. But let me do you one better. <laughs> you can actually pair this thing up with some music. Bruh. Come on, man. It, boy, hey, look. We talk about technology and electronics like every day. It is the basis for what we do now. Electronics technology rule the world. And I I shouldn't be surprised that these kind of things show up at CES. I've never been, hope to go one day, but I just found that that was funny that, you know, technology and these innovators have gone nuts, literally. But that's it for CES, man. Uh, let's see, what else we got, man? Um, Boy, it's been some crazy stuff. <laughs> All right, so while we on the tech stuff, man, um, why is Apple still our favorite phone company? Like, everybody has an iPhone. Now, granted, there are more Android phones out and about just because you have different uh, OEMs, right? You got Samsung, you got Google makes their phones, uh, who else? Motorola, OnePlus, yeah, and so on and so forth. You got all these different OEMs making phones. So, obviously, there's more Android phones out there than uh, iPhones, but... Apple is the cream of the crop when it comes to cellular devices. If, if you want to, you know, exude status, whip out your iPhone or text somebody an iMessage and you get the blue bubble versus the green bubble. It's crazy how these things work with iPhones, right? But Apple is on this pedestal that just can't be knocked down. Even though, even though they got all these different gates, and by gates I mean battery gate, bin gate, um, just to name a few. Them just the ones that come off the top of my head. Now, I'm talking about um, battery gate. Man, they had reached a settlement uh, for throttling batteries. Right, they admitted it that hey, yo, we was knocking down performance of these batteries or whatever, um, in hopes that you you would go buy a new phone. Nobody made a ruckus about it, like nobody was talking about it at all. But again, they're still our number one phone company, and now in this latest settlement for twenty five million dollars which is a drop in the bucket for Apple, but any settlement needs to be talked about because there is something in it for you. And this one was about the family sharing, right? Now, everybody who has an iPhone and the family knows about the family sharing, right? But when it started, Apple was deceiving us 
by telling us that, oh, if you have family sharing, you have this app, you have this app for six other people, up to six other people, right? Uh, insinuating that everybody that you shared it out with after you paid for it was free. Not the case. So that settlement came back and of course it was awarded 40 some odd million dollars at first and then it got knocked down to 25 million. So um, if you had a family sharing plan and you had apps that you paid for and you shared them out to your family and it really wasn't the case, there is um, a site you can go to that you can actually apply for those. It's, I think it's up to $50 um, per person or whatever it is to you know get some free money if you had that happen to you. So um, Google it. Search on the internet, figure it out if that's your cup of tea. But with these settlements like coming like crazy, man, and, and no company is without fault when it comes to these things, right? Everybody has their thing. Samsung had exploding batteries at one point in time um, because they were trying to make them too big and charge too fast. Cool. Or they use the wrong technology uh, in charging, right? Samsung hasn't had any issues with that since then, right? But... Apple still seems to be the cream of the crop and I ain't whatever. I got an iPhone 15 pro right here. Um, yeah, but it's, it's just strange how Apple always gets a pass when it comes to these things. Um, like there's not a big ruckus about it. I mean, somebody made a bigger enough ruckus about it to, um, get these cases going and then Apple eventually settled. So, um, but yeah, it was just crazy, man, that, that we still hold Apple in such high, high regard. Now, on to the stuff, man, that, you know, moves me and a lot of other people. Fashion and sneakers, bruh. Fashion and sneakers. So, I seen another article yesterday. Nike is actually coming for Carhartt. Now, us in the South, I mean, we, we people in the know, who, they rock Carhartt, right? They do. Casually. Up North, Carhartt is brand, and it, yeah, they make Carhartt do what it do. I didn't actually hear about Carhartt until I left to go to the military and was in Chicago for a winter. And I was like, what's this? These work clothes. All I know about is Dickies. And so, yeah, that that's my brief introduction to Carhartt. But Nike is actually coming for Carhartt, man. Um, and they're they have a clothing line that's geared more towards workwear, but at the same time, it could be worn uh, casually or in the so-called urban space. So, bro, I don't. Nike got their hands and everything, bro. I ain't, I ain't mad at them, but Carhartt had had the market on quote unquote work clothes forever, um, and Nike seems to be, yeah, getting into that, 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 that market now. So keep your eye out for it, man. You're gonna be seeing people walk around here with big baggy pants on, with dunks, uh, or overalls with a pair of jordan fives or something like that just 
I think, okay, this is where I, I, I'm at with it. Michael Jordan be wearing some baggy ass clothes sometimes. I think somebody got inspiration from that. It was like, dang, you know what? Don't wear clothes. Look kind of dope. MJ used to wear dope. Let me not say that because we always bagged on what MJ put on. But somebody decided they wanted to say, all right, we're going to put people in work clothes because, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Now, I ain't saying it ain't going to look fly on some people. I'm just saying I don't think I'm going back to, to wearing those type of clothes outside of work. Now, at work, if you want to get me some Nike branded gear, then cool. I'm with it. Because in the military, I wanted so bad for those Nike desert boots to be authorized so I can wear them joints instead of wearing those big, yeah, I don't even know what kind they were. But yeah, those boots. So, man, it, that <laughs> hey, let's go Nike work clothes for leisure purposes. There we go. Now. Onto some sneaker news, man. The official photos of the Jordan 4 Breads was released yesterday. And man, did that energy change. Boy, that energy changed so quick, boy. And I'm talking about it changed instantly. So I seen before, let's say two months ago, when we were getting early images, maybe three months ago, we were getting like supposedly early images of the jordan 4 bread reimagines right that energy wasn't the same bro I, it was a lot of hate for those shoes just because of that all leather upper instead of the new book even though we just got those in you know 2018 2019 whenever that was um but man did that energy change bro and now that they actually released some of the stock number the all right the initial stock numbers are at 500k pairs they still gonna be a problem just because of all the reactions i seen yesterday people gonna be doubling up on those i don't have a problem with them i just want to get them in hand and they going straight to the toe i can tell you that right now they going straight to the toe but it's just funny how when the official and quotes air quotes right now official photos dropped of those shoes yesterday man it yeah all the energy changed like i wish i had the time to go back and research and actually you know what i don't care that much but the energy changed man just to say that the energy like really changed on those and now people are quote unquote messing with those and i really gotta have them i gotta have a double up that's all i seen yesterday so, yeah, they're going to be a problem. And, yeah, if you're trying to get them, you might want to start when they start dropping these raffles or whatever and stay tuned for shock drops and all that good stuff. You might want to get on them, man. Because with 500K pairs and all the energy that I've seen initially as of the official photo drop, they're going to be a problem. Now, I do have a question, though. Being that I am 40-something years old and comfort uh, takes supreme over everything or reigns supreme over everything, bro. I've been trying to get myself to buy a pair of Amero 5s, right? Are they really worth it? For a retro runner, 
it's been something that I've been wanting for a while now, because I remember him from, you know, a long time ago. But every time I'd be, you know, about to pull the trigger, for whatever reason, I just pass on him. Now, I don't know, man. I hear a lot of good things about the Romero Fives, but are they just another retro runner turned into a lifestyle sneaker? Or are they actually comfortable for day-to-day wear? Like, that's the question I have. And I think I just need to go and try on a pair and just go all in on them. Because I hear and see too many things about them. But my comfort level versus someone else's comfort level may vary. But the consistency theme is they comfortable as hell. So I'm going to go out and grab a pair of Amero 5s. And I'm going to let y'all know how they feel. Because comfort is what I'm going after. In these, um, I ain't gonna say latter years because I ain't old, but hell, I ain't young either. So, in this part of my life, comfort over everything applies. But with that being said, we're gonna segue right into the uh, Salehi and New Balance collaboration. So, man, those Salehis drop today so salehi bimbery dropped some new balance 1906s today with the name heat be hot yeah i ain't gonna cap to you i actually went for these man like i actually went for them (laughs) and yeah that was very very short-lived um why i thought it was gonna be different Hopping on there right before the shoes dropped. Hoping I was going to be able to snag a pair. Mm, nope. Not at all. Boy, the bots ate them joints up so quick. Yeah. So, I guess I'll have to stand by to stand by and wait on the larger, or well, I hope, the larger New Balance website drop. Um, who knows how many pairs they're actually going to have. But, did I want them? Uh, I said I needed to absolutely have them only because I need to diversify my collection and that's where I was with that so on to the next sneaker man Um, there's a couple things that I got my eyes on but for the month of January I guess I'm really put on pause because they won't let me be great so that's where we're at with that one and we got one more thing Unrelated to sneakers and fashion, we circling back to Cat Williams. So, I think yesterday, he did another interview with Willie D. And I, yeah, I have yet to watch the whole thing. But, yeah, it's not on Club Shay Shay level. But at the same time, at the time I seen the video, it already got three, almost four million views on Willie D's podcast. Now, I read a lot of the comments, too, and they were kind of negative going at Willie saying that he was the worst interviewer ever, but Cat carried uh, the interview. 
I do have one retort with that. As in saying, Shannon Sharp didn't really navigate that landmine, that landfill either. So, bro, I'm yeah. He <laughs> is this gonna be a running theme for the rest of the year, or at least till Cat gets out, whatever he got to get out because we he just did another interview and it's doing numbers again. I I don't think any other interview on Willie D's podcast ever got that many views so is cat the most polarizing figure of 2024 already did he set the precedence for the year already everywhere he goes it's gonna be up the whole time like 100% up or are we just getting all of this because of the tour, I doubt it, but that's what some people are saying. It's good to sell tickets. I think old boy just got something to say, man, and he just really getting it out. Now, where he's going to do his next interview, I don't know. But I can tell you what, though, everybody is definitely, definitely going to be tuned in. I ain't on that level yet, but Cat, if you want to come on the set, Let's do it. You don't know me, but I know you. Or what you let us know about you. So, yeah. That's a shot in the dark. But hey. You miss every shot you don't take, right? We'll see. But man, I can tell you what though. That dude is a fiery subject. And he is he was super calm in the parts of the interview that I was watching. And... Uh, bruh i gotta sit back and watch the rest of it man and i'll report to you guys on the next podcast what i think about the whole interview well yeah we'll dig into it man as we do everything else here on the set podcast oh boy 2024 boy we are 11 days in bruh and we got some straight fire whether people like it or not and we have reached the end of this podcast episode number two is in the books we touched on a couple things man we revisited the cat williams situation because he's still doing interviews and we touched on Stephen a and jason whitlock pause for the touching on because you know whatever Anyway, if you stuck with me this long, I do appreciate you taking your time out of your busy day or night to tune in to the podcast, man, where we talk about pretty much every damn thing that we want. Um, yeah, this is your boy Money Matt, bro, and signing off from the set. Subscribe to the podcast, like, and share it with your friends so we can take this thing to the moon, too. I'll let your boy, man. Peace.